When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Teens crawl in search of booze. Beer, tequila, and hopes of goose. And Rue Bennett shall be found without the soul for getting down. Nate and Maddie fuck at the motel. While Jules is getting lit as hell. As Ethan claims he takes a whiz, Cat smells the spunk of his speedy jizz, and Daniel in cheap costume is closing in on Cassie's womb. And though Tyler fights to stay alive, his neck still in a brace, for no mere mortal can resist the evil of Nate's face. Production set. We've got our table. We've got our gray tabby. We've got gold goblets that we're drinking vodka out of. We have Halloween costumes. Yes, we do. This is a very special episode, as we all know, because it's all based on Halloween. So we had to film as well as record. Because um, we love Halloween. We fucking love Halloween. So, first of all, I have to just say something because I'm already so fucking annoyed by it in my headphones. My jacket's literally like. I could be a DJ. Like, you literally will probably hear my jacket so much during this. And I'm so sorry, but I'm not. Because I love the way it looks. It's so retro. What was your costume again, Paige? Yeah. Fuck off. My costume is euphoric 80s bitch. Um, I have full euphoric makeup. You can't tell because this is how janky we are. We're in quarantine. So we we can't, like, do much to make this, enhance this, if you will. We literally have my laptop sitting on a cutting board on our stove of our studio apartment right now. So if you're wondering the high quality of this film, <laughs> that's what it looks are like. minimal right now. We'll give a lot of behind the scenes on the Instagram, but like, let me tell you, we're not definitely not using like a really high quality YouTuber camera. But who gives a fuck? It's in quarantine. Like, no one's delivering. Who gives a fuck? We don't have money to order a camera. Like, half the people don't have jobs, so it is what it is. Myself included. <laughs> you included. Well, your job is podcasting. True. And giving you our euphorians all the True. news that they need. 
So you do have a job, a very important one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, so we're just here to drink vodka. We're still going to do our normal episode, but it might be a little more spicy because we're like in front of the camera. Spicy. Cheers. Like that's so euphoric. Cheers. Uh, that's so euphoric. But yeah, whenever I'm in front of a camera, I feel like I'm like, I definitely enhance like everything about me. Like I'm more loud. I'm more rambunctious. So like, this that's is true. like a lot of fun. I'm really excited. <laughs> um, I was like born to be a YouTuber, but I just like never have. So this is like my first Here you big go. Now, YouTube debut. Now you are. Just kidding. I sound so annoying. I actually really hate... No, I don't hate YouTubers. I hate a lot, but I don't... No. Many of them. Many of them. Oh my god, I'm making so much noise with this jacket. This is going to be problematic. It's fine. It's, fine. it's okay. But anyways, anyways, another little intro here. If uh, you see a gray tabby moving around, that's this cat right here. Meatball. Um, baby meatball. Meatball's dressed like a quarantine drug dealer. He's being really good. He's sleeping. But if he gets up and walks around, like, don't worry about it. We're going to keep going business as usual. Follow him on Instagram at oh. BigBabyMeatball69. Yeah, we'll plug him. BigBabyMeatball69. Mm-hmm. That's such a good Instagram handle. It is a really good Instagram yeah, handle. it's really euphoric. We all have pretty good Instagram handles in this family. We really do, but we don't need to tell them yours yet. No. <laughs> They're not ready for Mine it. Mine is, uh, yeah, under wraps. So, to start, I mean, we have a lot to update you all on. So much has happened. It's been a really not euphoric that much week. Okay, a lot has happened! <laughs> okay, our fans all know, because they saw on our Instagram, our Euphorian fans, they all saw that we did live with Angus Cloud. We did. We did. AKA Fezco, for those of you that are new to the show, um, you should know that. You should do, you know, I'm going to, I think, what were you saying? I'm just going to drink more. Cool. So on 420, <laughs> while I was furiously editing our podcast to get it out in time, um, Angus Cloud was having a fantastic little uh, 420 party where he was getting different people on live. He's a great um, live Instagrammer because he just, like, he's so authentic. He he's was like, smoking weed. He was talking high. to randos. This one girl <laughs> asked him if he wanted to see her shake her shitter. Um, oh, which my God. I him and all his friends that. were, like, crying, laughing about that. Wait, I am um, so glad you brought that up because I totally forgot about that. Who the fuck that was pretty refers to their ass as a shitter when they're trying to be sexy she was trolling obviously but it was still funny and it got a you couldn't see her face it was just like the ceiling of her bedroom and she was like hey shake your shitter she said she (laughs) she was like you want to see me shake my shitter and then they were all cracking up so, so good. Then but, a yeah. couple days later, he went live again. And, and I rushed to the scene. Yeah. I was like on there watching, kept requesting. We were the first ones, too, by the way, for him we to were. video. So he pulls us up. I'm if like, any of you freaking were watching, out. you might have seen us. Yeah, if for anyone was watching. I hope you all connection. were tuned in. You should be. If you're a true euphorian, you were probably tuned in. But what happened was I got on super fast. Alex was editing, so I had to like grab him. I was like, Alex, hurry up. Like, oh, Ingus. <laughs> so we like Ingus. got the phone. We were all excited. And we couldn't hear shit. This is a huge downfall of Insta Connection Live. Connection was whack. Insta Live is not so great. No, it's Every time I've awful. watched an Insta Live or you've tried to participate one, in one, it's always kind of a shit it's show. It's really because bad. The, like, what kind of internet speed do you need to do this? Do you need, like, corporate, like, tech company level, like, I think internet so. speeds to be able to do an They're Insta Live? They're all really bad. Like, the celebs can't do it, and we no. can't do it. So, like, I but don't think But it's not the, their fault. It's just Instagram sucking no, the Wi-Fi. Don't, I don't think the consumer is uh, is capable of having a good no. Insta Live. 
It's always delayed. They're always reading comments from like hours ago, and you're like, oh my god, I've asked like five questions it's and no, no one's good. read anything. Yeah, it's no but good. But anyways, but we were really stoked. He was on there, and I was so sad. I could he was talk. driving around in the car. He was driving around the back with seat his with his homies, mm, and smoking weed. he was so nice. I mean, seriously, so kind. He was like, how are y'all doing? Like, how's your night? He couldn't hear us. It was awful. I was trying to tell him that we were drinking vodka tea, which we're drinking right now in our gold Moet mm-hmm. goblets. But True. I was like, we're drinking vodka tea. He's like, what? We're drinking vodka tea. What? Like, that was the entire life. It was rough. <laughs> but you know what? A little rough. I love him. We're such huge fans. So we sweet, were though. honored. Not I mean, his fault. It's pretty fucking honorable to be the first to be chosen on the live. I feel like that says a lot about mm, us and truly. our podcast. I mean, it's just, it's a huge honor. Um, but then, but then turn of events. So I go back to the live to screen record for our fans to see what we were talking about. And it's not there. And I'm like, why is it not there? That's so strange. So bizarre. How why bizarre? was it not there, Alex? Um, we found out that shortly after this, uh, the car that our boy Angus was riding in was stopped by the police. Um, because apparently in Oakland, you're not supposed to be driving around during like quarantine. I think that's a lie. Don't you think they just pulled him over because he's smoking? Probably. There's no way. I don't know. But They're he not pulling over cars as a quarantine. That's crazy. The, the cops pulled him over. They jacked his weed. They took his money. I can't believe they took his money. And what do you think? Um, do you think it was like a twenty dollar bill? They. I don't. I don't know. Like they, when he, he says he said, money, I think he had a. He said that they accused him of selling, selling weed, drugs. So he, probably, so had he probably had a lot of weed and a lot of money. Would be my guess. No. Or they were a dick cop, and they, he had like you know a, a normal amount of weed. A couple 20s on them, and they're like, you're selling. Like, I could Very see that. Very possible. It could be either. Yes, of course. Well, we Wouldn't are so sorry, Angus. Truly, like, we are so sorry. Please do Angus, not get arrested. be well. His warrant's out for his prison, arrest, please. according to his recent story. So that really sucks, because if he has to go to court and then is arrested and goes to jail, season two is in jeopardy. We'll see. But hopefully Angus is, uh, he's got, he, I'm sure he's able to access kind of high-powered lawyers now that should be able to you think so? smooth this out. You think Euphoria hopefully. has a lawyer for like everybody? No, but I bet, oh. they'll, I bet they'd refer I they him should. to a quality lawyer. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Especially if he's selling drugs on the side. But anyways, Angus, all our love to you. Thank Stay you so much. We love you. We truly love that. That, that was the, the best Insta Live. You, you, you just are our favorite. So then, other news. Um, we have Sydney Sweeney. She was on live today. Um, it was kind of fun. I, I, I asked her a bunch of questions, and you know, she's a busy gal, so she's like answering her questions. I asked her if she was, has ever been to Coachella, or if she likes it. And it's not that exciting. She was like, yeah, I love Coachella. I was there last year. I wish I was here this year. Alex and I go to Coachella go. Um, all the time. Alex, this will be your, it's postponed, of course, because of coronavirus to October. But it's like literally Christmas for us. We go to Coachella every year. It's our tradition with all of our friends. This is going to be my eighth year. Your eighth or ninth? Eighth last or ninth. year would have been, this year, last it's weekend, would have been my 11th year. So it would have been Alex's 11th year at Coachella. That is insane. R.I.P. I think it's my ninth. But we'll, but yeah. we'll make the dream come true in October as long as uh, it's still happening. We will. And Sydney, if you're there, like we'd love to meet up with you. That'd say be what's great. up, girl. Yeah, we can ask you a couple questions that you didn't answer Let's hang out at the beer barn. Let's go to Sahara. Like. <laughs> she only drinks water, though, in her uh, life. She mentioned that she only drinks water. She must make an water. exception for Coachella, though, right? No way. Come on, She has Sydney. work to do. No, she has a resume. Sydney. She is a hard-working girl. Sydney, she's only drinking water. I know. She might it's take Coachella. a shot with us, but like, I really feel like she's one of those people that probably sticks to water. 
take a shot with us. There's a lot of water at Coachella, so we'll see you at the water booth or the water. What are they? The water. uh, The 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 pig troughs full of water. Yeah. Yeah. Where you wait in line? Yeah. Sydney, we'll meet you at the water trough. Um, what was our other piece of euphoric news? Oh, oh, um, our story about Maddie's episode that we just launched, which thank you so much. Y'all are so sweet. All your DMs are hilarious. Like we are just loving it. Like we also hate Nate and Maddie's like, we love all the commentary about their relationship. We love all the sweet DMs. Yeah. We just like are obsessed. But anyways, uh, the girl who plays little Maddie, I think her name's Kaylani. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. But she's like probably like 12. But she liked her Insta story and she shared our podcast on her story. Also, bless up. I'm pretty sure she's from Arizona, which is where I'm I'm not from, but I went to high school there. You lived there a long time. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense because people in Arizona are truly, like, phenomenal dancers, and she dances in the scene, so that's why she was picked. There you go. Um, Her mom runs her account, though, so I was like, that's super awkward if her mom's the one that's like, thanks, and, like, reposting us, because I'm like, it's obviously not her. She's, like, 12. Yeah. She's not listening to our podcast where we're, like, screaming cunt into the microphone and, like, making <laughs> really dirty-ass jokes. Like, there's no way. So it's probably her mom. So you know what though? That like shout makes out it, Kalani's mom. I was gonna say that makes it even better. That means the mom is like here for cunts and dirty jokes. Or she's just not screening who she's <laughs> yeah, liking she's at stupid. all or commenting on. You <laughs> True. Anyway, which is very possible. That's really it though, as far as like euphoria news. But I feel yeah, like I think so. We wouldn't be like serving our audience justice if we didn't give a little background on our like Halloween mm, passion and love. I don't know. Do you want to give a little, like, how did our first Halloween party come to start? And, like, maybe just yeah. give, a, give the fans a little bit of a what? background. So, I grew <laughs> up always loving Halloween because my mom is a big collector and she collects, like, old Halloween decorations. Like, 30s through, like, 50s stuff, you know? So, yeah. Halloween was a big deal. The whole house was decked out, everything. Um, good costumes all around, everything. So, I've always been a big Halloween guy. Plus, I fucking love horror movies. Yeah. Um, and you love, like, you like cross-dressing, you like <laughs> dressing up, like, you're very into Cross-dressed on a couple Halloweens. I do yeah, love dressing yeah. up. Um, so, yeah, then our first Halloween together in our apartment rolls around back in old Portland, Oregon. Um, it was our first apartment together, and we were like, what could be better to christen our first home than a Halloween party? So we threw yeah. a fucking rager. Our... First of all, our apartment was much larger than this, because in New York, like, let's be honest, everything's small. Yeah, we had a one-bedroom. It had a decent amount of space. We invited, like, everyone. It, like, doubled. There were, like, 45 people in our one-bedroom apartment. Even yeah, more. Maybe it was a good 50. size party. But it was great. It was, like, a rager. So it was so successful that we decided to just start a new tradition where we had a Halloween party every year. Mm-hmm. And every year, all of our friends were, like, literally counting down the minutes. <laughs> and every year, the decorations... Maybe they weren't, but I feel like got, they like, have. better and better. Yes. And the last year, the decorations were, like, Top insane. Notch. Like, so good. I got picked up so much, like, crazy random stuff at Goodwill over the years. Yep. Like, I was borrowing stuff. I was, it looked we were buying like stuff a... online. It looked fucking good. And our apartment was... Our apartment building was old. It was mm-hmm. from, like, 1900. So it kind of looked like yeah. spooky. It had the right vibe. And we for called a Halloween it Castle Grey Skull. Was the name of our well, we, we called did. it that. We did. And yeah, a good spooky He-Man reference. It was great. I mean, yeah. every year it was a total banger. We had a great turnout. Everyone got wasted. Alex every single year without fail threw up. One year he I threw did. up out. We so we were on the third story of our apartment building. One year, Alex woke up and he was like, oh, like. A, 
oh, wasn't last night fun? Like, I'm so glad it was the first year I didn't throw up. I was like, yeah. Um, you projectile vomited out our bedroom window from the third story. <laughs> so, I was on the first floor. Because I slept right next to the window. Like, yeah, my side our bed, of the was bed was up was against the window. the window. And apparently, I just rolled the window up and threw it. Well, you looked like you were going to get sick. And I was like, oh my God, you need to run to the bathroom. And he just opened a window. He's blackout drunk, opened his window right by the bed and just projectile vomited everywhere. Thank God, though. I didn't get anywhere on the window, nowhere inside. So for me, it was great. I didn't have to clean a thing. But for our neighbor on the first floor, like, I'm sure that was treacherous. That's so awful. you're listening, I'm sorry. (laughs) If our neighbor on the first floor of Flanders Street Apartments is listening. But yeah, I get get a little anxious hosting people um, and doing, like, a party. I get very nervous. So I over drink. You think? I drink. I drink a lot really, really fast. And then I am just like buck for like the whole yeah and at some point i throw up inevitably i carry my own because i'm like really good at partying so um anyways (laughs) we'll move on anyways i feel like we can just dive right in um but that being said since we love halloween it's natural that we would like we put a little halloween banner up like we got a little spirited we got our costumes yeah a little baby head and a rat you know like spooky we have a a black cat he's really gray but like for today, gray he's cat, black. A big, a big gray, big scary, gray cursed cat. tabby. Yeah, a cursed tabby. <laughs> His name's Meatball. He's so evil. Yes. Um. Oh my god. I hope my jacket Switch isn't fingers. like wrecking this mic. It probably is. I need to stop moving. Sorry, everybody. If it's we so apologize annoying. if the audio on this episode is just shit. Yeah, I'll just stop moving. I'll be really like robotic. So yeah, episode Dive six. In. Um, episode it's six, Halloween in the Halloween episode. Where are we? Uh, Southern California. Somewhere in Southern California. Things it's, are getting uh, spooky. Things are getting fucking spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, the episode is titled "The Next Episode" after the uh, Dr. Dre song off of two thousand one. Yes. Again, once again, nothing, nothing. They to don't do with play the, the song. Um, and this is also the last episode of Euphoria that they name after a hip-hop song. So there's kind of that middle segment, episodes two through six are all named after hip-hop songs, and then they abandon it, and this yeah. is the last one. Um, I was thinking about it earlier, and I was like, it doesn't even... I was trying to find like a justification for, for it. For why they named it that. And I was thinking about the, the themes of the songs and whether they relate to the episodes. And for the most part, they don't really. Like, O3, Bonnie, and Clyde is, o- probably, is pretty obviously a reference to Nate and Maddie, but it's the episode where he chokes her, and I feel like O3 Bonnie and Clyde would be a better title name for this episode because yes. it's more like they come in together, we're, like united we're villains on the run. Yes. Like Bonnie and Clyde were murderers. Like Nate and Maddie are basically murderers, but they're more united in this episode, so it kind of just doesn't like make that much sense to me. No, like, they're in like the know? worst spot ever, like in their relationship. So yeah, it doesn't make sense. Stun like my daddy didn't make a ton of sense. Like I couldn't really find like episodes where it really really made sense. It rang theme. true to what the episode. But anyways, we got the next episode. This is the second episode in a row. Second episode in a row directed by a female director. Woo! Um, Females! So this one was directed by Pippa Bianco. Pippa? Pippa. It seems like her main other thing is that she wrote a movie called Let It Bleed about boxing. Um, with Aaron Eckhart. Um, she also was a production assistant on The Bachelorette at some point. Oh, I'm so sorry. She does a great job with the episode, though. Um, but the episode prior to this, last week's, was directed by Jennifer Morrison. And we found a little huh. euphoria connection here. So amongst her credits, she played Emma 
from the show Once Upon a Time, who, if you remember, was the subject of Kat's fanfic. Oh, Hook and Emma. With Hook and Emma. Hook and Emma. So she is some character involved with the old Captain Hook that Kat writes fanfiction about. And then here she is, fresh from playing Emma, directing an episode of Euphoria. Makes sense. What a, like, uh, I was going to say self-absorbed, but I guess, like, she's trying to shout herself out. Well, she didn't direct the episode with the fanfic. Not the same episode. Uh, I was gonna say that's so, a little weird. Like you're like, let me throw in my like. It's either a coincidence or Sam Levinson wrote in the Hook and Emma scene, knowing that he was gonna have got her it. directing. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. But yeah, and then we could get into it. And yeah. We got a uh, old McKay's past here. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Ooh, first of all, Algie Smith. Like this is when we really see him shine. Algie, if you're listening to this, which you probably are, because we're, like, fast friends now after our phone call, I feel like you just, like, your acting level was, like, Oscar-worthy in this episode. Like, it was emotional. Mm-hmm. It was raw. So, I just have to say that he right off the really bat. doesn't get a lot to do in the episodes prior to this. No. But in this episode, you're like, oh, okay. Like, like Algie's okay, got some, Algie, some chops. Okay, like, okay, he does okay. a great job. Yeah. Yeah, like. Um, and go figure, he's into football. And also, go figure, he's got a super fucked up relationship with his dad. Who is yep. basically, like, a like slightly toned down version of Cal. Yeah, I think, also, it's so shitty because he not only is, like... I can't even go into it. I just, I fucking hate sports. I really do. Like, not like, I I like going to games. It's fun, whatever. But like, as a lifestyle, like people that are obsessed with sports, parents that make their kids do sports and then are hard on them. I just like, I can't deal. Like, it's a lot. I grew up it's, playing sports, and I love playing sports, but I was always in the very... Your dad wasn't making you, like, throw up on the field, no, and was like, me, let's go it was always practice. rec league. It was always just for fun. And, yeah, like, and I, did have, I did have a lot of fun. And, I, yeah, I mean, it's okay that there's kind of this more serious level, but I feel like you get into a lot of really toxic, fucked up parenting once you get to the more serious level. You there's don't. always the gems out there. Yep. But, like... Well, we have get, friends that have become successful... Scurvy. We have friends that have become successful athletes, so it's not that, like... Like you said, it's not that, like, that can't happen, but it's, like, but you don't need to pressure your kids so much that they're fucking throwing up on the side of the field like McKay was when he was eight years old. Yeah, there's, like, a That's weird crazy. idea that for your kid to be, I don't know, it's weird that it that the idea is that if you want your kid to be super successful at sports, you have to, like, push them. And, it, yeah. A, it shouldn't even be about what you want. It should be about what the kid wants. But even exactly. if the kid wants to be super successful about sports, I don't really know why there has to be, like, this no. super, like, aggressive, like pushing them to the limit like relationship yeah, because it, that's not required to be really great at sports no, like not at all and i also i yeah i just i have nothing to say toxic, i honestly like it makes me weird. mad i just felt so bad for him i had more empathy for mckay in this one because seeing him like grow up like that it was really fucked up and it also reminded me of waves with alexa demi yeah it was literally like waves definitely waves with the the main actor of waves who was just cast in euphoria as well yeah which was phenomenal that was a great that whole movie basically feels like it's about mckay and his dad i think it was very similar i think a24 sat down and they were like what could we do to talk more about we really want like mckay's story out here because it's a slightly waves and euphoria waves and mckay and euphoria both are like a slightly less fucked up version than cal like Yes. The the Waves dad football player relationship is not as like toxic or fucking weird and sexual as Cal's. Yeah. They're like kind of buds, but the dad like pushes him way too hard. Totally. And that's very like this one. Like, Agreed. The dad doesn't know where to draw the line and just like take care of his kid. No, not at all. Bunch so of it's really fucking sad. His dad also gives him like the worst advice of all time. 
He's literally like holding every emotion, like, do not let it out. Like, you will lose. It's like, lose what? Like, (laughs) yeah. Like, A, that is so fucking stupid. That's the worst advice you could ever give a kid. Also, I feel bad for like guys that feel like they can't let out emotions. Like, guys and girls, both, whatever you the fuck you are, animal, like a gray tabby, whatever, like, you should be able to let out your emotions. We encourage Meatball to fully express himself. We do, all the time. And he does it. So yes, it's just he like, screams quite a lot. He's just like, I don't know, you got Bad Dad Award for me in this one. Bad Dad. Yeah, but while this whole sequence, this training montage is happening, McKay's reciting this poem to himself. Um, so I was like curious what that was. So the quote Same. is from a poem called America by a Jamaican-born poet who hmm. was a part of the Harlem Renaissance movement named Claude McKay. So possibly this is Wait, like... Wait, Claude McKay? Possibly this is McKay's like great-great-grandfather. <laughs> it's absolutely his grandfather. But uh, Claude no. McKay was, interestingly, um, a pretty noted bisexual. Um, hmm. A lot of his poems were written without specifying who the narrator... Like what the narrator's gender was, okay. so you weren't sure. Got it. What their relationship to other characters was. Hmm. Um, and some of... And he was also just explicitly like dating men sometimes and also dating women. Dope. <laughs> um, so he was a cool dude. <laughs> yeah, and he was also a communist for a while in like the early 20s and then he became disillusioned with communism and then he became a Catholic. Okay, but... so despite all that, I thought the quote like had stuff about football in it. So did this like historian play football? I don't think it was about football. I don't I think it, it ever mentions football. I thought it was like, you have to move the football like down the field if you're like motivated. You have like, to throw the ball. Throw and then the pigskin over the it. mountains and you will you will win. Keep your emotions down or you will lose. I thought that was the quote. I, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, well, it wasn't. Uh, but then yeah. my other point of that scene, all I wanted to bring up was, I, I was talking to Alex about this earlier, I really don't understand why McKay is so ashamed that Cassie has a sex video. Like, okay, we get it. Like, it's not ideal, right? Like, it's not the most ideal in general to have a sex video out of yourself. Maybe you like it. Maybe you do. uh, No judgment. But, like, I'm just saying, like, I I kind of understand why that would be a little bit of, like, a topic of discussion. But I don't understand why he's so, like, he always turns it on her. It's never like, oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Can we talk about it? Like, why are guys disrespecting you and replaying it? He never, like... Is that, I don't know. I just, I, it's weird. Yeah, he's you always have the like, scene where he's like looking through all the photos yeah. and stuff and they're talking about it and you think that he's like into it and then they're like, he just could never like get He like over shakes it. his head. Like, he's like pissed. I'm like, isn't that kind of hot? You're like watching your girlfriend like, I think have he's, sex. I think McKay is kind of a prude. I think he has a very like conservative, like traditional background. I mean, it's not uncommon for football culture to be very true, like, true. Traditional. Dad's into football. He's probably got some traditional values. Absolutely. So, so I think McKay is kind of a prude, and I think he is like kind More of inexperienced. Like he's in kind of possessive. He's kind of a yeah. prude. He's not super sexually open-minded. I don't know. I would be stoked personally if I were him. Yeah, but... I don't get it. Cassie is such a fucking catch, and he is just blowing it. Yeah, left and right, blowing yeah, it. Yeah, left and right. Um... But anyways, we get this amazing intro from that with a good song. Yes, they segue into Only Have Eyes for You by the Flamingos, which is one of my all-time like favorite songs of that era. So good. It's so creepy it's like and haunting. atmospheric. Mm-hmm. It belongs in a David Lynch movie. It's perfect movie. for the Halloween Actually, I think episode. it might be in Blade I think Hall, it is. It might be. Great song. Such a good Love song. It. Pretty um, but creepy. And there you go. There's McKay. There's McKay. So that's like McKay's big debut intro. So shout out Algie. Great acting. <laughs> 
Yes. The jacket. Uh, and then we Anyways, on. Um, so I put for my first note after the credits, I said, I literally like would gasped out loud, even though I've seen this so many times, when Jules rejects Rue at the door. They're like, they yeah, Rue picks up banter. Jules for Halloween. Not only that, she goes, Jules, you look fucking amazing, yeah. which is so sweet. And Jules is just like, eh, okay, let's yeah. go. And it's like, bitch, she was just so nice to you. Like, this is the first this is your many best fucking friend. whack things Jules does in this episode. Mm-hmm. Jules is very rude to Rue. Um, I don't, I've never said this any episode we've done, but I do not stand Jules in this episode. I feel like she's really rude. Yeah, and watching, in rewatching this episode, I forgot how shitty Jules turns at the end of this show. Like, I like love oh, no. her up until this episode. And then I forgot that the last three episodes, she's basically just like really like terrible. Kind I of. don't, I don't, hate, which is yeah, such a bummer. I'm not like, oh my god, like Jules out of sight of the mind. Like I'm not over with her, but like I agree with you. Like it just gets worse and worse and worse from here. Yeah. Absolutely. So she's so rude to Rue, but, and that's so uh, sad because Rue's just like Rue's just being like not only a good friend, but like. Rue, um, really, to be fair, hasn't done anything that psycho. She hasn't even been like, I love you. Like, she talks about it to other people that no. she trusts, but she hasn't, like, talked to, like, no. the school friends or anything. So, I don't no. know. But we got, uh, Jules is dressed as Juliet from the 90s Baz Luhrmann, Romeo and Juliet Such with Leo. Such a good movie Claire in Danes. quarantine. Love Watch Claire it if Danes. you haven't seen it. Um, and Rue, apparently, is dressed as Marlene Dietrich from the movie Morocco, which... Have you seen this movie? I have not, hmm. but... The reference makes sense because in that movie, Marlene Dietrich dresses in a men's tuxedo and kisses a woman. Um, so that makes sense. They're, uh, this this is all making sense. Okay, you know? all, all, yeah. I think all the costumes the in this show are connected. make a lot of sense. So then should we just kind of like quickly breeze through the girls' costumes that I'll get picked up or no? Um, we can do it as, as, we, we, as go? we reach them. Okay, they're all so or good. Or whatever, I don't know. I fucking love all their costumes. I mean, so next fine. up, I was just like, next I mean, up next we get Cassie. Cassie, who Ugh. I absolutely Woof. love this outfit because so I love good. True Romance, which is, if you haven't seen it, like, do yourself a favor and see it. It's got every great actor. It's written by Quentin Tarantino, but not directed. It's got Dennis Hopper. It's got Christopher Walken. It's got Patricia Arquette. It's got Christian Slater. It's got, I don't know, a bunch of other people. It's fucking great. It's got Gary Oldman playing a white Jamaican gangster with dreadlocks. Like, absurd. What's not to love? Well, it's a classic. So it's quarantine. So, like, watch it because I feel like you'll just, it'll enhance Cassie for you. I mean, she's already so enhanced, but, you know. It's a great costume from a great character from a great movie. I also like the juxtaposition of they show her going down the stairs to her friends, and her friends are like, oh! Oh, and she's like, oh, like she like feels validated because later on they show her walking down the stairs and McKay's there and he's kind of like, which is like so lame because it's like the boyfriend should be the one jizzing in his pants when she walks down in that outfit. I mean, she's wearing a bra and a skirt and looks hot as hell. McKay is not stoked. No, he's not stoked. Doesn't get the reference. I just think that's funny because it's like you'd think it'd be opposite. Her friends might be like, ooh, I don't know, but her friends are like, oh. Like, clapping, and McKay's like, ugh. Yeah. It's like, it's just funny. McKay is not stoked. He makes Cassie change outfits and put on his fucking football jersey. Like... <sighs> this is atrocious. This, this is, is literally... Basic city. I would a slap fo- you. A sports costume is <laughs> Did you hear me? Worst. I would literally slap you if you made me do this. A sports costume is the worst 
costume and we have explicitly <laughs> forbidden sports costumes at our halloween party because of how cheap and lazy they yes. are we literally every so, year we said if you show up not, in a sports outfit meaning like you just threw on a jersey you're not fucking invited to our you're party you're not coming in you can't sit with us so we we do not stand mckay giving her this dirty old fucking high school football jersey it's like he should be you proud. should feel fucking honored that your girlfriend looks the way she does and is proud of it and is strutting her confidence. Mm-hmm. And you give her a fucking dirty ass football jersey. Oh, don't wow. even get me started. Which is one like one of many things that makes Daniel such a frustrating character yes. because he gets the reference and he, does. he loves it. And for much of this episode and last episode, Daniel seems like a much better fit for Cassie than McKay. I agree. But we'll get sooner or later to why that is not the case. Yeah. But at this point, he seems like a great fit. He gets the reference. He loves it. Speaking of Daniel, there's a funny jab that Kat makes at the entrance of the Halloween party. Obviously, Kat and Jules are on, like, different levels. They're both trying to get wasted tonight. They're just kind of, like, going through shit. But Kat, like, disses Daniel immediately. He's, like, drinking, and he's like, what? She's, like, staring at him as she pours a shot, and she goes, ew, like... Or she doesn't say ew, she's like... Ted Bundy was taller because he's dressed mm. as Ted Bundy. Yeah. And he just gives her this, like, disgusting foul look and walks away. And I don't know why I love that. Because, like, Kat needed to, like, give him a little bit of that, you know, after her breakup at 11 years That's old. That's a little much, No. When someone breaks up with you, it doesn't matter what age, like, you got to, like, shove it back. And I love that. I Later, love that. we find out that Daniel fully deserves this. But at this point in time, he is just the guy that broke up with her when he was 11. He I doesn't just... deserve her giving him shit at a party. No, they he were does, because he was giving her a dirty look and goes, what? Like, like she's some fucking she was pig at the party. She was giving a dirty look. No, she wasn't. She was she pouring totally a shot. Was. She was just looking at him. I promise we'll rewatch it. All right, we'll rewatch it. Anyway, she is holding on to an old grudge oh, a little ever. much. Daniel's a piece of fucking burning shit. He is, but we don't know that yet. And she's being pretty salty to him for an for an eleven year old breakup. But Kat on the side, she's making that dough. Yeah, Kat is continuing to do awful twerking for old men on the internet. Yeah. In this case, she now has four pay pigs. Which I laughed out loud. I was like, what the fuck is a pay pig? Is yeah. this a Halloween concept it's financial, I'm not aware of? It's financial domination. Is that really what people throw around though? Or are you like, I have a, like instead of like a pimp, you're yeah, like, that's I have a pay term. pig? It's the term. You, oh, the girl is a <laughs> fin dom and the people that pay her money are pay pigs. Oh my god, I've never heard. I'm Which so naive. Is, I've never heard of this. I'm going to start calling you my pay pig. If you're like an online, <laughs> like cam girl sex worker type vibe that's mm. pretty much the best gig you can get because most yeah. of the time you don't even have to get naked you just tell you them send me money and then they send yeah. you money so that's it's a great crazy. gig to get in and this get... would be you don't have a job right now you should get into this right now it's quarantine do guys do it? i've had some requests for my feet pics you know i have very shapely feet what the fuck you don't oh my god cliff wanted feet pics from me ew sick it's a friend of ours don't even ask okay so moving on Kat's making that money, but she's also obviously, like, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Her confidence is definitely cracking. I think at, the, at first she was really feeling on top mm-hmm. of the world with, like, this, like, having her pay pigs all lined up and, like, she's doing her, like, yeah. twerking she's, on the camera. She's feeling herself. Yeah. But now she's, you know, you could just tell, especially with Ethan, that she's, like... She's trying very hard to feel empowered, like she can do whatever she wants, like she's sexually liberated... Um, and while she's technically like doing these things and being free in those ways, I think she's 
uh, neglecting like her own personal yes. fulfillment. Identity. Emotionally, too. sexually. That's not her identity. She's not doing what she wants, really. Like no. she's not really like no. fulfilled by these actions. No. She like gets the feeling of like I'm I'm a boss from this. But this isn't really it's clear that this isn't really like her no. thing. It's not like she's like truly like loving Owning this it. life yeah Fuf- she's not like she's not emotionally fulfilled by having these like pay pigs so her and jules exchange tequila unless you have anything to say before that no. they have this like little no. tequila exchange and jules like tequila it makes me dance and cat's like same what does she say same oh i don't know what cat says that's what i, I say. think cat's like ooh, tequila, tequila makes me want to dance it makes me want to put on my cat mask and twerk <laughs> twerk for those pay pigs <laughs> Let me go roll around in the mud. Reminds me of my pay pigs back in the pen. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But anyways, they both are drinking tequila. I I don't know about everyone watching, but, like, when I drink tequila, I literally... It's the only alcohol. I could drink anything under the sun, and I could have a great night, and I can party. I mean, both of us really can. Like, truly, ask any of our friends or acquaintances. Like, we can get fucking lit and nothing happens. We're just really good at partying, except for when you projectile vomit out the window. But that was actually good because you didn't. But get I'm on bed. a once a year schedule, and it's Halloween. <laughs> Halloween's that's fine. the only if time. You can, if you can throw up once a year, and it's always Halloween, that's fine. That's I fine. can cope with that. You know? We we give you we grant you the permission that that is fine. But that being said, when I drink tequila, I feel completely out of control. I don't quite enjoy it, but I'll drink it because like I I just like getting drunk and having fun. So like if someone offers it, great. But I don't choose it because if I do, things aren't going well for Paige Blazer. I haven't had problems I'm not that with they're tequila not going well. specifically. They just might be sloppy, and I'm I'm a very put together drunk. So for me to get all sloppy and shit, it's just like I get sloppy when I mix a bunch of shit and drink really fast, like yeah. on Halloween. Yeah, like on Halloween. But anyway, so they're doing te- doing tequila. <laughs> yeah, well, they're talking about tequila. Well, they're doing tequila. Yeah, Rue tells a really it. great story about how she, she she took some drugs and then drank like a half a bottle of tequila and blacked out for like three and days. And a zanny or something. She's like, yeah, I did. But was still like going to school and everything and she tells it like very deadpan and it's pretty funny because everyone just looks at her and is like oh fuck okay. no cat goes oh, oh. shit <laughs> like oh that's not like good all right but it also like it's shows you also it's really really funny but then for a split second you like feel kind of sad because it's like Rue's really trying to like relate to her friends again but that must be really hard when you're like sober at a party you know what i mean though well it must be really really hard when you're like, I partied too hard stories are, like... Or that. 10x anybody else's. I like, everyone else like, is like, oh, I blacked out last night. Rue's like, I blacked out for three days and yeah. was still living my life and didn't know it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. I went to rehab. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so, so the contrast is there. We get it. Like, Rue's gotten pretty yeah. fucked up. Um, uh, I love... I'll just say it ahead of time, ahead of superlatives. Like, Lexi is my girl this episode. She... Not only, I love the scene when she, she like, opens the door and she's so excited. Yeah, they flash back to them picking up Lexi. There she is. <laughs> and I love Lexi because... Dressed as Bob Ross. Alex and all my friends watching know this about me. I, every year, I know you won't believe it because I'm, like, looking really cute today, but every year I dress like a fucking ugly ass bitch. I do not like looking cute on Halloween. I don't look like, mm-hmm. like looking like a hoe or a slut. Like it's, I'm a slut all the time, so like for me to like <laughs> Halloween's not like my one night to shine. Like it's it's fine. So I always dress really fucking hideous, and I'll do a slideshow of Alex and I's. Uh, they're largely it, hideous. Of our costumes, yeah. I would love for our fans to see all of our costumes through mm-hmm. our parties because they're really good, and I feel like mm-hmm. all of Euphoria like. 
cast members would love it too. Oh yeah. But anyways, um, Lexi's great. She opens the door. She's dressed as Bob Ross. She's so cute too. Everyone's like, "What the fuck?" You just want to like, don't you just want to like date her as a guy? Like, I feel like she's my. Sometimes she's literally my favorite girl. She's not really my type. She's goofy though. Yeah, like, she is. She's like super goofy. She's just like funny. She is funny. She's super cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's, she's someone funny. I would be good friends with. Yeah, for like, sure. she kind of reminds me of our friend Cooper. Uh, no, I don't know. I think she reminds me of Cooper, but in a good way. But I think then, she's funny. Uh, wow, way to shut me down, Alex. I don't know. I don't see it. I never thought of that. She's before. really funny. She it. just is funny and innocent and like cute. But anyways, but she yeah, like Lexi's great. is in her costume and her mom. <laughs> yeah, shout like Mrs. Howard is our one favorite. Of, one of the great side characters. She's up there with like Ashtray and Monaco is like one of these great like Euphoria side characters. Um, because she's always funny, she's always drunk, and she's always, always. like mildly inappropriate, um, and like kind of alluding to her own like sex shit in like funny ways. But <laughs> well, she's also always wasted. Yeah, she's always wasted. Yeah. So she's like, when Lexi comes down, the mom's like, "Hey, creepy," and then she <laughs> says, "Do me a favor and tell me how many girlfriends of yours are dressed like fifty-year-old men." <laughs> <laughs> which is great she's snarky as shit it she's is funny. great because cassie her. and her are such opposites like cassie's like looking hot and like lexi's just like i'm bob ross <laughs> it's love, funny love the mom i love she's it great. so we flash back to the party or actually no they're walking to the party i wrote a little note here i just thought it was so sad when rue is talking about how like that feeling you get when, like, someone starts to not like you anymore, but you're, like, almost would rather live in ignorant bliss of it than, like, ask them outright, like, yo, what's up? Because you're going to get that answer of, like, oh, I'm not really into this anymore, which mm. is so painful. And she's so in love with Jules. So, I don't know. That part just, like, <sighs> it's like a dagger yeah. in the heart. It's kind of like the episode when Jules doesn't show up to class and Rue's, like, Ugh. Yeah, and yeah. freaks out, has, like, anxiety. feeling. We yeah. probably all felt that. We go into a great... This we're going into Cal right now. Yeah. And this is like we were literally drunk watching this episode per usual. When are we not drunk? I say that all the time, yeah. but like truly we were drunk. Forgot how ridiculous this <laughs> And was. we were laughing. We rewatched the scene like three times. We were like hysterically laughing. It's pretty fucking funny. So the Jacobs family <laughs> goes on a steamed night you, out. Yeah, you take us through it. <laughs> I mean you can. Cal literally like He's, like, walking, and they're getting out of the car. Like, I'm saying the scene for you. They're, like, walking, and you're thinking they must be going somewhere really nice, because the way Cal's talking about it, you would think. He's like, Nate, hold your head high. You are innocent. Like, you walk into this cheesecake factory with your head held high. He, like, gives them this little, like, parking lot lecture. And they literally walk into what looks like a fucking Red Lobster, Black Angus, or a cheesecake factory. It's not Black Angus. It's probably the cheesecake factory so they literally walk into this like subpar restaurant and <laughs> you have to tell the rest i literally keep laughing cal just turns to every single fucking member of his family uh, and he's like you getting the mac and mash you getting the mac and mash 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 yeah it's like hey a like you're saying it so fast i don't know what the fuck you're saying b like why would you turn to your whole family and talk about a kid's meal? Like, you're literally asking your wife and your older sons if they're going to have a kid's meal at this, like, nice, esteemed restaurant. I mean, I can't. Yeah, like, I'm, gl- I'm glad that they go out to dinner <laughs> to get mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. And everyone in the family is getting that. Like, it's literally a kid's <laughs> meal. And then Nate's like, <laughs> Aaron's like, yeah, probably. And then Nate's like, 
Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna have the broccoli and garlic. Or no, something. I think Aaron says that. No, Aaron's like, yeah, probably I'll have the mac and mash or whatever. <laughs> that is another reason we love Aaron. Mac and mash. She chose the mac and mash. That's actually a really good meal. So also. then Nate's like, I, I think I'll have the broccoli and garlic. And Kyle goes, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, broccoli, broccoli, garlic. That's a good dish. That's a good dish. Like. Do you think the writers? Do you think when they? You know what I like to picture? Oh, the broccoli. That's a good dish. Like, (laughs) you know, I like to picture. I like to picture the table read for this. Like children. Cal reading his script and being like mac and mash, mac and mash, mac and mash, mac and mash. mash. (laughs) Oh, the broccoli. Yeah, that's a good dish. Nate like like, or Jacob Alordi like pauses. He's like, this is a this is great writing. Bunch of children. Or he's like, or he like looks up. He's like looks up at Sam at the table read. He's like, how, how would you like me to say that line? Like, I, I'll take the broccoli and garlic. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I can't. It was just a bad... It was... I love Euphoria, but that was the only scene where I'm like, we really could nix that. Like, the writing for that is so weird. It's Cal at his most, like, dad. I guess. Cal is being very dad here. Like, yeah, that's kind of weird. So then he gets in a conversation so the with the manager. Factory. The yeah. manager basically is like, we're not serving you. And then interestingly... Which is... I'm sorry. That is so fucking stupid. I a manager at Cheesecake Factory is Fuck like... the Jacobs family. You know what? Bunch Your of son was suspended. Abusers. Fuck Your them. son was suspended. You can't eat at our cheesecake factory. They don't give a shit. The only want is money. From a so from someone coming from a small town, I have zero trouble believing that this would happen. That I could a hundred percent seeing a restaurant in my small town denying service to the local high school like star quarterback and his family if he got accused of. I'm not condoning that, that like, Nate did. Happen. I'm not saying like, oh Nate, you're fine. Like, no, I know. You I'm just saying this, this would I'm happen. Saying, like, this is so stupid. Like, this would happen in the small town. I believe uh, it was hundred so percent. So he's like, we'll get your bags to go and we'll bring them out to the car. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? So he like, he's like, no. And Cal then says. You have a nice night, which is the same thing that old Nate says old to Jules. Nate, old Nate says uh, to Jules when he like is threatening her. So it runs in the fucking Jacobs family to to threaten to, the... to threaten people by saying you have a nice you have night. You have a nice night. So clear eyes, where the, uh, clear where Nate got that. You have a nice night. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah so, so then we're on to um then at the old nate and maddie are having their uh motel rendezvous at yes the old Jacob's also nate's motel. creepy as fuck they do that montage of him following jules oh yeah then he follows and printing off her maddie he's like watching stuff. maddie run around the track like yeah he's a total fucking yeah creep. he's like blowing on the when it comes out of the printer he's like yeah, that was really weird. Naked body. That was so weird. He's such a fucking perv. He's so weird. Uh, and then they, there's a, a really funny line when they're doing their motel montage where they're like, Maddie always made him feel better. And as they're saying that line, they're showing them like screaming at each She's other. She's got like raccoon eyes. She's like sobbing and screaming. Then they show screaming. them having sex, which we know means that she's faking it. Or that her face is on a pillow and Nate's <laughs> yeah. from behind. And then <laughs> like a gorilla. after that, they're in bed watching like an aquarium on the TV. They're literally just watching like fish go around in a tank <laughs> on TV. Like, Maybe they couldn't so, afford cable on set. Fish, fake sex, <laughs> and... Um, I don't know. Yeah, it yeah, just it looked miserable. That's it didn't the recipe look, for feeling better. A it didn't bit of look arguing. enjoyable. But it also goes to show that like their relationship really is so fucked. And I think... 
I thought, I mean, the end of the Halloween episode doesn't really, like, tell my thoughts, but my thought was they're starting to get to the point where they're getting tired of this. It's like a hamster wheel. They're fighting, they're having sex. I, they're I think watching they're both fish. getting a little tired. Yeah, they're watching. Yeah, they're tired of watching the fish on the TV. Like, yeah, I mean, I would too. That's such a boring relationship. Yep. So then we move back to the party. Back to the We're party. Back to the Halloween party. <laughs> and look who Rue sees from across the room. It's Gia. It's Tia and Tamara with Gia. Gia's kind of dumb. Like, doesn't she know that Rue's going to be at this party? She's not dumb. She's young and, like, having fun. I mean, honestly. But she's got to know Rue's going to be no, at that no, no. party, right? Who cares? You're the older sibling. You have one younger sister, so you don't get it. When you're the youngest child, you don't give a shit if your older sibling's at a party. Like, it's kind of like a power move. You're like, fuck it. Like, get out. But then the older sibling can tell the mom everything you're doing. So get you what? in trouble. Rue's not going to do that. Rue and Gia are homies. Uh, all right. Anyway, She didn't tell her about, you know, they covered for her. She's like, I was throwing up on the Galvatron. Was, that, was it called Galvatron? Yeah, whatever. But Rue is not happy that oh, Gia's okay. Cut here. me off. I was just saying, she covered for her. I know, but this she is didn't like... She tell her mom. But this is like strike two. Like, she covered for her once, and now here she is at a high school party with the same Roy and Troy idiot. So what? Getting fucked up She's with him again. School. Like, Rue's not going to keep covering for her forever. Rue was doing drugs at 13. Slow your roll. She's having a little a little blunt well, in yeah, the living room. Well, yeah, but trying to stop Gia from going down her path. I Gia's got to know that Rue's not going to keep her no, ass Rue's covered a good forever sister. if she keeps hanging out with Roy yeah, and Troy. No, like, I know. Rue is a good sister. Also, which one is it? Is this Roy or is this Troy? It's Roy. It's with Troy. With it's Roy. It's Roy. Yeah, when he's right. in the chair, she goes, so, "I don't care who the fuck you are, Troy, Roy." And he goes, "I'm Roy." She goes, "I don't right, give a fuck." Right. <laughs> well, Roy is dressed as what I believe is Malcolm X. Um, Gia's dressed as a Black Panther, which is cool. Like she looks cute. Pretty good costumes. She looks really cute. I like when Rue's like, "Go tell my sister she looks pretty tonight." Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, and then yeah, Rue and uh, Rue and Lexi threaten Roy with a list of characters from the show The Wire. Well, we were laughing. So we're like, like, who are these heavy names? hitters that are going to fuck him up? I recognize some of them as from The Wire, but I had to look it up to make sure they all were, and they all are. So the one that Lexi says, that's on, what, Weebay? Weebay. She's like, <laughs> yeah, and Weebay. Omar, Marlo, Avon, Brother Mozone, Bodie, Stringer. And then Lexi's like, yeah, we'll even and get Weebay. <laughs> Great. I thought like she made that up, but it is a real No, name. they're all from The Wire. That's so great. The Wire, yeah. another show you can watch during quarantine. We just started, actually, and it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, we're only a few episodes in, but The Wire is tight so far. But that's such a good scene. Rue is that such is a, a badass, scene. by the way. Like, she's such a good sister, because she's not embarrassing. Like, she doesn't do shit to, like, humiliate Gia. She's very, like, mm, come here for a second. And that's, like, Gia kind of, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's not an embarrassing sibling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She handles she's her cool. shit. Yep. So that part's so funny. And also during this part, Rue uh, whips out a great a great threat. She says, we'll call our uh, like heavy hitters or something and go to work on you with a pair of pliers and a blowtorch, which is a line taken from Pulp Fiction, um, which it Another turns out film? Pulp Fiction took that line from a 1973 movie called Charlie Varick. So Quentin Tarantino being a huge movie nerd pulled that line from that movie and then euphoria pulled it from pulp fiction wow a domino effect but the meaning here so i looked this up so it sounds like just kind of an ominous threat but really this is referencing a type of torture where you get a pair of pliers really really hot with a blowtorch and then you pinch someone's skin and the heat melts the skin off but then because it's so hot it cauterizes the the wound so that you don't bleed to death 
So you can basically just melt chunks of someone's skin off, but then they Ew. don't bleed because it's so hot it cauterizes the veins and you don't bleed out. Cauterizes. What a word. I like there that word. Cauterizes. Cauterizes. What does it mean? Like cut? No, it's when heat like sears something shut. So, like, if you, like, mm. lost your arm and you needed to close the veins really quick, you could hypothetically put your arm on something really hot, oh. and the heat would, like, sear, like, whatever was there. I like cauterize the Kraft mac and cheese. That's why it's people don't cold bleed. in the pot. This is why people don't bleed from <laughs> lightsaber wounds in Star Wars, because the uh, okay, blade I'm instantly cauterizes the wound. That's why there's Once not Once you start talking about Star Wars, I'm out. hope when the guy's arm gets chopped off in the cantina. We're not talking about Star Wars on this podcast ever again. Anyways. Zip, zip. <laughs> Anyhow. Anyways, I cauterize the next scene. <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, all I have to say is the whole party. The, first of all, the lighting is like my favorite. It's like blue, you know, hues of green, pink. I feel like I'm wearing a lot the of colors. Purple. I'm wearing a lot of co- a lot of purple. Yeah. Um, it's just like it's good. It it feels like you're at a high school party. I mean, it's a very good party. Good I mean, I didn't go to party. any of this great. It's very lit. Yeah. I love the dancing. The music is phenomenal, and we will we will go deep diving into the music later. But like, mm. it's just great. This party could not be more lit. Like, I want to go to this party. So I just want to say, like, overall, the filming of this is really good. Yeah, it looks like a sweet party. <laughs> Meatballs um, adjusting here. Yeah. So then we get a little uh, cat and Ethan time. Ethan shows up. He's like, and he's dressed. No, you look like him. Yeah, I I look better than him because despite how much I love Ethan, Ethan he has the laziest Halloween costume in the episode. But he's so sweet. I love Ethan. I'm not shitting on him, but he has a lousy Halloween costume. He wouldn't be allowed into our Halloween party. I want Ethan on the podcast too. Oh my God, he'd be so cute. Let's ask him. So yeah, uh, cat. Get some points here, though, for being dressed as uh, Miss 45. She doesn't really do a very (laughs) traditional version of it, but uh, wow. All Um, right, the cat is in the podcast. Bye, Meatball. Miss 45 is a great um, old school, like, grindhousey type movie by Abel Ferrara, a great director, but it's about a a lady who has a lot of really shitty stuff happen to her, and then she dresses up as a nun, kills a bunch of people. Why does she dress up as a nun? She goes to a Halloween party. But why a nun? Why, wouldn't you want to dress up like a, cool. a SWAT know. officer? Like something. A SWAT officer? Like Who something? wants to dress up as a SWAT officer? <laughs> anyway. Something cool. I don't Kat know. has a good costume. She doesn't really do it traditionally to the character where you would know that she was Miss 45. But it's still a good costume. Okay. So she gets some points for it. She's kind of just a slutty nun. but like I like whatever. it. I think it's cool. It's like a vinyl nun. It's like, like her, it's, a, a it's like a slutty like yeah. BDSM nun, which it's isn't cool. really the Miss Forty Five look, but it's fine. Yeah, like, but it fits like her vibe right now. Like, yeah, she's, you know, it fits how bitchy she's being to poor sweet Ethan oh, because she's immediately like, "What's your weird fascination with me?" Like, yeah, it's weird that alone. she goes that hard because she's such a sweet girl. Calm down. Ethan's so nice. He's so nice. He's clearly Just so wants to hang out. into her, and. I don't know. Like, I get what happened to the affair. I do. I do. Like, I would have left, too. I would have been really jealous if he's talking to some hot babe with blonde hair and you're, like, already self-conscious. Like, I get that part. But, like, let's move on, Kat. Let's move on. He's so sweet. He said he was sorry. He didn't well, even say sorry. She hasn't even given him the chance to explain. to explain. And he does have an explanation. He does. She won't even give him the chance. I know. I know. Not cool. So it's not good. So they go off and do their little uh, rendezvous. We'll yep. get back to that because then we get to Fez. Yeah, we got Fez outside. Fez is dressed as Scarface. 
Fez has something very insightful to say about Rue, which is basically he's like, don't worry about all that shit you said to me. Like, you're a drug addict. Like, drug addicts are always looking for an angle. I don't believe anything a drug addict says. So, like, like, nothing personal. I fucking hate you. I fucking love you. Like, it's all the same. Which is very true. That's that's very real. Um, But, yeah, Rue is, I feel really bad for Rue here. She's like, I'm sober, and it's basically, like, its own drug. And she's like, the highs are really high, and the lows are really low. But she also has a good line later on when she's talking to Lexi about it too because Lexi kind of says the same thing she's like I bet this is like really weird for you like it must suck being here when everyone's like getting lit and I forget what she says but it's actually really like wise beyond her years she's essentially like um when I'm an adult I won't be able to do adult things either she's like it must be weird being a teenager and not being able to do like teenager Mm -hmm. things and she's like when I'm an adult I won't be able to either that's like really depressing like yeah rue knows she's like a lifelong addict yeah but that fucking sucks like good for her for knowing that that's great self-awareness but also like can you imagine you or i having to live my life sober like i can't no that's tough that's a tough thing to live down but anyways i just want to bring that up too because it's similar but yes her and fesco had this great conversation on the couch angus like my man this is so great you capture being high on that couch so well We've talked about this. Like, oh, yeah. He's, he's good at, at kind of, like, tuning out, and she's, like, telling him all this shit, and he's just kind of, like, chilling, and he's so sweet. He's After like, I watching love him you. live, I'm not surprised he's good at it. I know, but he's it's cute, He's kind of playing too. himself, which is it's great. It's cute they both love it. each other, and it's not, like, you know, creepy. It's like, I love you, dude. Like, we're good. Yeah, no, he's good at it. He's a good friend. Um, then he's like, uh, you're a girl. <laughs> he, like, points to Jules, and she's yeah. fucked Jules is having up. a time. Jules is trashed. She's trash, which, like, you know what? You can't even talk shit on, because at Halloween, I, I literally was watching it, and I was like, Jules is Alex. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'd definitely be getting in a pool. I when love getting like, in pools when I'm she's, like, stumbling and has, up. like, raccoon eyes and looks like a fucking mess, I'm like, that looks like you on Halloween. Oh, yeah. I always want to get in a pool when I'm drunk, too, so I feel her. Yeah. I so mean, then, you know, she falls in the pool. She drags Ruin with her. This is a great kind of, like, recreation of the yes. scene from Romeo and Juliet where they have the kiss underwater, yeah. Leo and Claire Danes. It's, it's really cute. pretty. It's a pretty scene. Jules says the little line. She says her uh, Shakespearean great. quote. It's a cute... She's butterflying the pool. Yeah, it's a cute little, like, recreation of it that. It is. It is. I like it. Um, I like it because she's drunk, and it's not cheesy. It's, like, her, like, drunkenly, like, ah, la, la, and we're just, like... Oh yeah. my god, you're so annoying. Like, Rue's, like, not, like, this is so romantic. She's, like, Yeah, Ugh. they kiss underwater, and it seems like things might be okay, but they're not. No. And then they're very Because Rue snaps out of it very quickly. I think in the moment, she's, like, oh my god, this is what I've always wanted. But then it's, yeah, like, it's but not, it's not, actually. because okay. she's drunk. Yeah. The drunk doesn't help. Yep. Um, so. Meanwhile, we... elsewhere, they're not having such a good time, and neither is McKay. McKay's having a bad time. Ooh, yeah. So we flash back to McKay and Cassie's scene, which is really, really dark. Yeah, real heavy. McKay basically just gets... he's McKay is raped by a bunch of, like, frat dudes yeah. from the frat he's rushing or the football team or whatever that come in. And... They come in while him and Cassie are having sex and they essentially, like, rape him yeah. from behind. It's a really, really fucking gnarly scene. And Algie Smith, like, you killed it. Like, that... I don't even know how it... He just did a great job. It was so emotional. Was really good. It, like, it, it made me, like, kind of pause. Like, I, I'm watching it. I felt, like, so uncomfortable. I was like, Yeah, it's oh fucked up. God. It's hard. It's hard to watch. Um, but that being said, I mean, it's really sad. The scene where he's, like, in the bathroom and he's, like, looking in the mirror and he's, like, <sighs> like you know, freaking yeah. out, raging. So here you can really feel, like, 
the lesson his dad has instilled in him like you keep all that emotion inside like you don't show that shit you don't no. let anybody see it you don't, you you act don't tough, let it you out persevere yeah so basically that's not working out so well this is why this is a shitty lesson because here's mckay being like i have to like be okay and act like this doesn't bother me and like you know yeah. i have to like take this out on the field and it's like you know have a field you should report that shit. You should go kill those guys. Like, you should talk to Cassie about it. You sh- the last thing you should do is just bottle it up and not say anything about it. Yeah, sorry. Our cat is trying to get up. Big surprise that, like, doesn't work out for him. But, yeah, that's really awful. And then he basically just, like, turns around and takes that, like... Meety, meety, Oh my god. <laughs> Everyone not watching the video to this is going to be like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, they have to watch the video. If Sorry. you're not watching the video, our cat Meatball is being tossed around by Paige. Yeah, I'm throwing our cat around because he's trying to get back up on the table where we're podcasting. Anyways. But anyways, after McKay, after that happens to McKay, he basically turns around and rapes Cassie or does something very borderline, questionable, and yeah, that she's clearly not enjoying. I mean, and... he doesn't rape her. The scene is rapey. Like, he's... Mm. No, rape is like you're out of... like. She was like, okay, let's have sex. That's it's She gave consent. It is borderline. I'm not at all saying it wasn't rapey. It absolutely was. But yeah, I think we have to take his emotions into account. It's not excusable, but like, I don't think he was like, I'm going to rape Cassie tonight. Like, it's, you know, he was, it's, it's just gross. all bad. I don't even like talking about gross. it. It's so icky. It's just yeah, bad. bad. But, you know, we, we're praying for Algie. We hope like, or no, not for Algie. We're praying for McKay. We hope he makes it through the rest of the season okay. Yeah. But, so then uh, back out of that flashback, now that we know what kind of trouble Cassie's having, yeah. we get some explanation for why she's getting a real friendly with Daniel here. Exactly. Those it's two, totally justifiable. Daniel, who, opinion, appreciates, okay. who appreciates her Halloween costume, makes sense. Good job, Daniel, appreciating the Halloween costume. None of us know he's about to be a fuck, but they go upstairs to, you know, know get it on. But I also, I I, kind of want to know what our fans want to know, and I'll definitely, like, put this in our Insta story, but I feel like Cassie definitely gets a get-out-of-jail-free card on this. Like, not only did Mickey kind of sort of rape her, but he also, like, has been a shit boyfriend. So, like, for her to be flirty with Daniel, I really don't think this is so, like... It's uh, not. And Daniel seems like a much better fit for her anyways at this point. At the start. Yes. Yes. So I, I guess all I'm saying is I do not blame her for being flirtatious and like following up to the room and going that yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense to me. Yep. But then Daniel pulls the old, oh, like it's so painful. I like, have blue touch balls. It. My it's dick so is hard. hard. Feel it. Also, it's so awkward. And he's like, feel it. And she's just like, he gets all like pressurey <laughs> and he's like, eh, but do you so remember painful. that? Yeah. He's like, feel it. And she just goes, like looks at him. Mm. <laughs> Poor Sydney yes. Sweeney. Sydney Sweeney, like, oh, I'm Very so sorry good. to do that if you had to. I hope that HBO, like, sex therapist was right there when they were doing all this. Yeah, the intimacy consultant the intimacy consultant. I would love to interview her. That must be such mm-hmm. a fun job. It's Actually, I know I'm, I'm being sure. really, like, inappropriate by saying that, but I think that'd be a fun job. Yeah, Do you so... think she's, like, cheering on the sidelines? <laughs> no. She's like, oh, 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 no, get the dick in. Oh, my more. God. I don't <laughs> think that's what that job entails, but... <laughs> So that uh, doesn't work out so well. Daniel flips. He's a real fucking asshole. He lives up to the Ted Bundy costume. He does. He's a piece of shit to Cassie. Everyone's such a piece of shit to Cassie. It's so sad. It's she really so sad. much better than everybody. Also, fuck him for calling her boring. I'm Cassie's not boring. Not here for this. Cassie yeah. is not boring. I'm so tired of hearing guys call her that. She literally could not be the... 
we were both just saying too, they play they like to paint her, the guys on the show like to paint her as like the dumb blonde. She's not dumb. She's never dumb. No, I think it's almost less the guys. I feel like it's kind of weird from the writer's standpoint that she's treated by other characters as kind of like kind of flippant and like the dumb like dumb and like just kind of like this like general hoe which doesn't really ever seem to match how she is in the show and obviously not everyone's image matches how they really are but i don't really understand where that characterization of her came from other than the sex video no but she doesn't play up her sexuality like even when they show her looking like really sexy like when they show that scene where she's walking past daniel and she's got the real like revealing shirt and she's walking and like she no i'm just saying she looks like you know really like hot and like it's this whole thing and you're supposed to think like oh she's just this dumb you know slut but it's like she doesn't she doesn't like use that to her advantage if that makes sense like she's very oblivious to how like hot she is i feel like i don't know about that i just don't think she's ever like really being dumb or like i just think it's natural though i'm saying i don't think she like wears that stuff to be like look at me and my tits like i think it's just like how she dresses I don't know. I think she probably likes to appear a certain way. Overcompensate maybe a bit? No, I think she likes to, like, look like the hot girlfriend. Like, she's dating McKay, and I think she likes to look like the hot girl for McKay. I mean, that's fine. I'm not saying. I'm just saying they're painting her as, like, a dumb idiot, though, that only, like, cares about how they look. Well, yeah, but that doesn't make sense. But I'm not talking about that. I'm saying I think she probably is conscious of, like, what McKay is, like, likes are and she's kind of trying to be like the ideal girlfriend for mckay yeah that's why she keeps doing all this shit like changing out of her halloween costume she should have told him to fuck off and instead she's like fine i'll put on the football jersey she clearly hates putting on the football jersey but she still does it yeah and she loves him because she stops the thing with daniel a little you know good for her i thought that was good for her i'm glad she stopped stopped. she's like fuck you guys turns out to be a good move for her because daniel's a real fuck it also turns out really well for her because she gets a whole bottle of wine to herself on the toilet she does get to drink a bottle of wine to herself on the toilet while realizing she's probably pregnant what a great moment. well that part's bad but yeah staring at those tampons i've had that moment let me tell you it is not a good one i wasn't drinking a bottle of wine i wish i was so what else is going on? We got uh, Kat being a mean lot. to Ethan again. Yep, they're in the Kat bathroom. Kat and Ethan are talking. This scene's funny. Kat's like, holy shit, you're a virgin. <laughs> like, I don't fuck virgins. It's like, Kat, you were a virgin two weeks ago until fucking <laughs> McLovin with his shirt off dared you to, like, blow him or whatever. Like, Yeah, she's really harsh on this. What? Whatever. Why do you think she's acting this harsh? Like, I get that her confidence is kind of cracking right now, but, like, sorry, I hit the mic. But, like, why? why is she, like... I don't know. I feel like she's really losing I don't know. It. She's just a bees. She's kind of a beezy. She's being a real jerk to Ethan. I like Kat, though. It makes me sad that she's such a bitch in this one. She's very, very mean to Ethan. Yeah, she is. And he does not deserve it. No, Ethan's so, so sweet. But they have this really funny moment where Ethan's like... He's like, honestly, props to Ethan for being so bold. He's like, uh, I can do that. <laughs> he's very like... He does a good job handling it. He, he hits he her with the like, make out. He gets her, like, going down on her, but then, oh, my dude Ethan (laughs) blows it. He literally literally blows blows it. it. He uh, jizzes all over his pants. Yeah, as the intro to this episode states, he jizzed himself. Is Uh, this common? Do you know many guys that you're friends with that are like, oh, man, this sucks? Like, did you ever hear about that in high school? I have not heard from any friend of this happening to to them, and it has not happened to me. Not to, like, brag. It just happened. No, I know. Like, but... I will I not know. name names because that would be so rude on this YouTube, but I definitely, when I was like 14, I gave a guy a blowjob and he just 
he just within like I kid you not under like three seconds just everywhere and I, I mean at least and I wasn't really blowjob, good at that though. age I was not good at that age so I just let it go and it went all over the windshield oh my lord <laughs> at least he made it to the blowjob though that one that, I know. Like, barely counts as premature because he got to the yeah. blowjob but also Ethan like, doesn't even get to the beat I feel bad that he runs off and is all embarrassed like I guess Kat probably intimidated him though because she's so rude but I feel like I wouldn't really care Would well you? he just says he's going to the bathroom and he's going to take care oh, of no. it but then Kat bails on him and goes to fuck Daniel and That's at this fucked. point, honestly, her and Daniel deserve each other because she's oh, been a real dick really and Daniel's rude. been a real they're dick. They're really rude tonight. Yeah. So that happens. Whatever. You know, moving on. I'm so over Kat right now. Like, Ethan, love you. Like, so sorry you jizzed your pants. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope you figured it out the rest of the night. Yep. Um, What's that? Because, I mean, God, that's a lot. That's Rue, so much happens at this yeah. party. <laughs> Rue goes to head out from the party, and then they realize, Rue and Lexi, and then they realize Jules is so fucked up. They can't really leave her. Yeah, um, she's real fun. I like, she has a great one-liner in this when she's like, Lexi goes, you're all like soaking wet. And she goes, yeah, and you're dry and dressed like Bob Ross to Lexi. <laughs> that's a good Jules line. It is. Sure. So even though she's drunk, she's still Jules. Yeah, that's a good Jules line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jules, Lexi's great in this episode because she has everybody's back. She's got Cassie's back when yep. Cassie's hooking up with Daniel and she deflects... Um, mckay yep and then she's got ruse back here when jules is being a real bitch to her and she kind of steps up to defend she's got gia's back she does have gia's back she's there helping to intimidate roy roy um so yeah lexi she's like and we good on her all around (laughs) oh not only like good on her but also good on mckay in this scene because he not only recognizes lexi's stupid costume but he's like bob ross i like it and i love that for you mckay like, that, that is the nice only redeeming him. quality he has in that episode, because it's yeah, like... true. Well, it was just cute. It's nice, because it's like her sister, but it's also like, that's cool that he was like... <laughs> like, he definitely got a kick out of it. He yeah. was into it. That was nice of him. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just like that, because a lot of guys, A, don't understand when girls dress ugly like me, and maybe I'm just getting really defensive, because I always dress like a fugly bitch at every Halloween party, but like, I hate when guys stare at you as a girl when you're dressed really fucking ugly... And they give you the look like, oh god, like they're embarrassed for you. And it's like, I chose to wear this, bitch. And I feel confident. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. You wish you could see me out of Do you know what I'm saying? No, maybe shit. you don't, but like I've walked into parties looking like that. And the guys definitely will at first look at you and be like, ooh, like they almost feel like uncomfortable for you. And it's because they would never do it. That's mm-hmm. what it always is. And then the minute you show your confidence, they're into it. They're like, that's fucking funny. Yeah. I've walked into parties looking fucking ludicrous many yeah, times. Yeah, but you're a dude. So. It's not the same. Girls are expected you still to get look the looks. slutty. I will say, you're not. it's not the same, but you are. You do get the looks if you walk into like a bro-y, like, fratty type party and you're dressed real weird, or if it's like Halloween. Totally. And you're dressed like something and no one has any idea what you are. Everyone's Ugh, like, you're so weird or something. It's but also, like, then you flip it because you're like, you're weird. Because when you're something you know is great, it's yeah. so annoying when people are like, I don't know what that is. You're well, like, plus, when you dress like that, you instantly attract the people people that are cool because cool. they're like oh i get it and you're like yeah, yeah like i'm with you exactly but it helps anyways i was just like thinking of lexi in that moment because i'm i am mm-hmm. the bob ross at every halloween party and it's the worst when no one thinks it's funny and you're like this is fucking funny yep. <laughs> so mckay is redeemed because he says it's funny and i love that about him yeah what so else do we have in my that notes? pretty much concludes like the halloween party it does um and then the episode ends with the 
consummation of Nate's blackmail plans. He's blackmailed yes. Jules. He's blackmailed Tyler. He's Such got Maddie on the, the take. Yeah. So he has this whole plan where everybody's going to go to the cops and fix this. So he gets off the hook. And I have to say, A, like Tyler is so stupid. Get Tyler, a Tyler, did you not get, buy a gun or lock your doors or learn to run I know, from this Nate's guy? I know, Nate's in the same chair. Or something. Like, Tyler's stupid. It's crazy. He's in a neck brace. It's like, yo, dude, you should probably have a gun on by now. I know. I'm sorry to say this, but Jules is also stupid in this episode because by now, I, they're all stupid. Tyler <laughs> or Jules, by now, it's crazy that neither of them have bothered to look up the law online. All you, you just have Google to do it. is just some cursory Google searching. Will to I be Will I be convicted of child pornography for sending right. a, a crude text through it? It doesn't app. take that much to realize that Nate is full of shit and his blackmail plan falls apart, or to contact yeah. a lawyer, or to go to the police. All of these options exist. Well, and we also were saying no one's like, taking them, so they're all kind of fucking stupid for letting him just blackmail them without getting away with it. Absolutely, but we also were saying like season two. This really brings a lot of thoughts, and I I just feel like. What are we going to see in season two? Like, someone has to go to jail. Honestly, Jules and Maddie and Nate should technically all, all go, go to, jail. to jail because they've essentially committed like conspiracy, like yeah. amongst other things. But they've all conspired to put Tyler in jail for Nate's crime, yep. to cover up crimes, to obstruct justice. They've committed like it's false insane. reports. So I feel like, like I won't really like season two if they don't. Someone needs to go. I really don't want Jules in jail. I feel like she wouldn't thrive there because she couldn't do her makeup and seeing her without makeup would just really trouble me. Not like because she's ugly or anything, nothing like that. She's beautiful, but like I, I need to see like the good makeup. So that would be really problematic. Same with Maddie. Like we saw how beat she looked in the last episode. I don't need to see that again. Nate, like he belongs in prison. Season and you know what? two should be Tyler's redemption story where he sends all of them to prison and laughs while they're all in prison. And you know what, Nate? They don't serve broccoli and garlic, but they might serve mac and mash at the jail. Oh so get ready. Season do. two. But the, it probably opens, the most it opens interesting. with him in jail with a tray and they're like mac and mash. Oh my god. That would be good. I like that. <laughs> That'd be a good season two intro. Probably the, the most interesting thing about this scene, though, is that we learn a lot about Jules and Maddie. And what we learn is not good because we find know, out that both no of them. What. I'm such a stand for Jules. I even. love Jules, but it gets real hard to love her from this episode until the end because we find out in this episode that both Jules and Maddie are willing to send an innocent person to prison instead of facing their own consequences. Well, Which not only says consequences, or doing research. Like, not it, a lot. That says everything about your character as a person. It does. That you are going to say, I'm not going to go to deal with the fallout of my own actions. I'm going to let this innocent man go yes. to prison for but assaulting also, Jules and has her raping dad. a woman. Jules has her dad. Her dad has her back. Like, go to your dad and be like, Dad, this is really fucking embarrassing, but I sent a nude. I know, <laughs> awkward, but like, you know I do this shit. I'm in high school. And this guy's threatening me. You know her dad wouldn't even be like, for a second, he wouldn't be like, a nude. He'd literally be like, wait, what? A guy threatened you? Know. He would obviously help out with it, but like... So would Maddie's mom. Maddie's mom already pressed her. I mean, what if she was like, he choked there's me? No, the, there's no excuse for either of them. It says a lot about their characters, and it's sad that we have to find this out about them. It is. But like, if, I mean, if Tyler gets convicted of assaulting and raping Maddie, he's looking at like... 25 years in prison this isn't just like yeah. oh he's going to prison for a year like he's going to prison he's for like 
well, his life. Cassie spilled the beans. So, Sydney Sweeney spilled that. the beans on the live, and the only thing she said about Euphoria season two is that it's dark. It gets really dark. So maybe he goes to prison. Fuck them for I don't what know. they do to Tyler. So but that's bad. No, but then we get the great end scene. Yeah. Oh, I have to also bring up, it's so sad when Rue is crying. I know this is like kind of backtracking, but I had to bring it up because I took a little note. I thought it was so sad when she's like crying and is like, I'm a burden. That's like the saddest yeah, thing ever. Sad. And Lexi hugs her. She's a bae, but like, very sad. I don't know. That really got to me because it's like, it, you can kind of see Rue kind of, this is really where she's really starting to fall apart. Yeah. Poor Rue. Poor Rue. And she's such a gem. The whole episode, she was such a good friend. She stays there with Jules. Yeah, I just felt so bad for her. But then yep. we have the end scene. It's very Halloween-y. We've got, like, trap music. We've got the organ playing real loud. Mm-hmm. Nate walks in and is, oh, he's already dressed for prison. So, you yeah. know what? That's uh-huh. perfect. He won't have to change. A little bit of foreshadowing, yeah. hopefully. He can just pull that out of his closet and bring it with him when he goes to jail. Maddie but is dressed as uh, Iris, the 12-year-old prostitute played by driver, Jodie Foster right? from Taxi Driver. She also looks great, by the way. Maddie's costume's phenomenal. Her makeup's really good. Which is fitting when you think about the character, which is a girl, like, uh-huh. engaging in sex at a very young age, and yeah. either, like... Looking Interesting, to, they're both wearing what they, like, are Looking to a man right to be, like, saved, or this man that has this weird complex about saving her, which is Robert De Niro's character in Taxi Driver, who's obsessed with, like, saving Jodie Foster from this, like, street life. Nate's I'm glad kind you said that, because it's very foreshadowing. With, like, Maddie, it's a yeah. whole thing, yeah. It's a but lot I love of, it, he, like, plops it. It, it. I actually do really like this scene. As much as I hate them, I really love the end scene. He, like, puts her on the counter, they're, like, making out, everyone's like, Nate, 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 and it's, like, slow-mo. Whack. And then they zoom in on Jules, and she gives a face like, oh my god, she looks like a fucking mess. And then Rue has a little exchange. She looks at Nate, and then looks at Jules' reaction, and she's like, you know immediately she connects the dots. She knows why Jules is fucked up. She knows she knows who Shy Guy is. You think? Absolutely, yes. We'll see you next week. I think Tune she, in to find out. I think she knows something is up. I don't think she knows yeah. specifically, but she, she can tell that Jules is super upset by this. Yeah. But a great scene. It's a good but, Halloween-y yeah. scene. It ends with them like cheering on Nate, and you're like, he's the evil bastard. Everyone kind of gets what they deserve in this episode. Kat's been a real bitch, and she ends up with Daniel, who's a real Cassie fuck. doesn't. Cassie, it's really sad. Cassie never gets redemption. No, she which never is so gets sad. redemption. But Maddie's been a real bitch, um, despite being choked, and she ends up with Nate. Lexi gets complimented by McKay. Well deserved. She's absolute bae in this episode. Yep. They all. Yeah, you're right. They all do. Rue doesn't though. Um, Rue also, does not. My final note on this episode is that this is a great. This episode's a great example of what I like most about Euphoria, or a lot about Euphoria, which is that it has a very like deep cultural reference book. It brings a lot of cultural references in from TV, from film, from music. And it doesn't just bring them in, like, meaninglessly most of the time. It brings them in in a way that, like, enhances the story or tells you something about the characters. Yes. So, like... So, like, you don't look up something and you're like, oh, that was really Like, in this random. episode, everyone's costumes were chosen for a very particular reason. Yes. It's very storytelling. It's intentional. the characters and the story. And they go deep. It's not mm-hmm. just, like, these base, like, level cultural oh, yeah. references. They're pulling out all kinds of weird stuff from here and from there. And I try to bring as much of that to this podcast as I can. I try to find the weird references. There's probably plenty I've missed. But I think they do a great job of going real deep on the show. And I try to, like, find the Well, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking maybe, too, once we get through most of these episodes, we could have, like, an Alex, like, 
nerdy ass hour where you do your own episode where you just kind of deep dive into that kind of shit because I feel like we do leave a lot out. We'll well, just you know, down the road. Yeah, it's just like a lot of people like that I'm stuff. Open to I'm, it. you know, I kind of like get into a snooze like alert when that stuff happens. <laughs> but like, no, I like it. I do, I do. But yeah. I just think that stuff's really interesting, and we have to leave a lot of it out because of the timing. Yeah, but totally. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Euphoria is so intentional, and I think that's why you knew I was so enraged when they didn't get any Emmys because I feel like this show is so much more than a TV show. It really is like a lot. Like it's so detailed. From the makeup to the costume to the mm. the writing to the music. It's like everything is... There's not really like... They don't miss a beat. They're not missing yeah. anything. You don't go, it's so good, but right, this right. is math. So, yeah. Euphoria. Yeah. Um, Sam Levinson. Yeah. To wrap it up, the credits in this episode. Didn't do the credits for the last few episodes because there wasn't anything interesting enough. Yes. In this one, though, we get uh, the credits for the, the end four... The The scrolling yes. end credits for, for those the, of you. I like to pull out the weird extras in the credits. In this episode... <laughs> They're not extras. Uh, according to... <laughs> if you've been following the news, Carrie Washington recently had a psycho freakout on Ellen about how they're not, called, they're not called extras. They're called uh, like additional, additional featured, background actors. Yeah, it was like additional featured actors. Psycho. Ugh, so they're crazy. Extras. The extras in this episode that were noteworthy were the four pay pigs, um, which they're called pay pigs in the credits. That's so funny. Um, and Can you imagine I, being like, that's me, that's me, I'm the pay pig uh, number one. That'd be very funny. <laughs> also, since I didn't look into the credits, I only started looking at the credits for episode three. So I went back and looked at episode one and two. And the only noteworthy thing was that in episode two, all of Cal's motel hookups when they're doing the sequence of like the videos okay um there's four of them and they are all real life trans porn stars wow um that's kind of cool liana lawson cora del rio kaylee cox and natalie mars shout out shout ladies out. ladies yeah everybody them ladies yeah yeah so there you go i love that uh, well, so. I feel like it's time for superlatives. Superlatives. Burr, burr, burr. Wait, no, wait. We did a little in honor of Halloween. The superlatives this week are. Uh, <laughs> did you like my little DJ That was fantastic. <laughs> that was nice. So we we changed the titles a bit for Halloween. Yes. So this week we have best costume, worst costume, the high priestess, aka the Bay, um, the spawn of Satan, spawn of Satan, aka the big purple dirty rat bastard. Uh, Pennywise instead of the class clown. Of course. Naturally. And then the devilish duo instead of the uh, best the couple. The devilish duo. So why don't you kick us off with best costume? Best babe? costume, Cassie. Hands down. She looked hot. I mean, there were so many, and to be fair, there were so many good outfits. It was very hard to choose, but Cassie. Yeah. Cassie, um, and then I said, like, secretly, Lexi, because she was Bob Ross, and she doesn't give a single fuck. She wasn't trying to be a hoe on Halloween. I said Cassie just because of the reference. Love the, I love that movie. It's a great reference. Too, and I love Patricia Lexi. Arquette, too. She's a great actress, and she's really good in that role. So. I said Cassie, too. I just need a little, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, worst costume. I already forgot. My worst costume is Ethan. <laughs> I'm like, who was the worst? <laughs> I love Ethan so much, but his costume is the epitome of lazy. He just put a little blood dribble right here. Oh, I'm doing a podcast, not going to a Halloween party, and I am dressed. I was gonna say, touche. Better than Ethan. I did not just better. I went more all out. He's just wearing his regular clothes with one blood dribble. Yeah. I am just doing a podcast, he and tried. I have more. He was going nervous. On than okay, Ethan. I picked Daniel because he's a fuck. Fuck you, Daniel, and. 
honestly, like he could have bought that jumper at Goodwill. It was really easy. Like I said, credit. I give Daniel a little bit of credit because he drew what, for being on Ted Bundy. Because he drew on the unibrow, which makes him not just a guy in an orange jumpsuit. It makes him Ted Bundy. Oh, whatever. A little bit of credit. Fuck All you, right. Daniel. What about your high priestess of the episode? High priestess, Lexi, hands down. Same. Great Lexi. friend. Has we already said why. Back. She owns Bob this episode. Ross. Yep. How about uh, Spawn of Satan? Spawn of Satan, Nate. Nate. Nate's always the dick of the episode. Or yep. whatever, the big, dirty, purple, red. Dirty, big, dirty, purple rat bastard. <laughs> oh my the old god. BPDRB. You guys, the vodka is hitting. <laughs> All right, how about your uh, Pennywise of the episode? Pennywise. Ooh, class clown? Oh, Pennywise. Who's the Pennywise? Who'd you say? I went with Cal for his, uh, his, for his dinner scene where he's... Mac and mash, mac and mash. <laughs> oh, the broccoli. Okay. Yeah, that's a good dish. Like, I'm gonna have to what second a clown. that. He's a total clown. I'm gonna second that. Cool. Uh, how about your devilish duo? Oh, this one's hard because like all the couples are really struggling in this episode. But I, if I were to pick outside of romance, I would say Lexi and Rue. My devilish duo of the episode is Mac and Mash. <laughs> that is so stupid. <laughs> Sorry about it. Sorry, so sweaty. Mine, but mine is Lexi and Rue because they are badasses. They, like, question Roy and Troy. Or maybe Roy and Troy. <laughs> They're funny. Only one of them's in the episode, though. You're right. It's just Roy. Only Roy is shown. Damn. G and Roy. Do you think in season two, G and Roy will, like... I hope not. Roy's a real piece of shit. I know. Sometimes he's funny. Though. He is funny. They're, like, likable, though, He's funny, you know? but he's a real ass. They are real assholes. Also, it's still so weird likeable. that they're McKay's brother. They never show them together. No. Like, McKay doesn't McKay's even say hi to them at the party. No interaction. I would love to talk to Algie if what he thinks about Roy and Troy being his it's brothers. Weird. His on-set brothers. They don't show them in McKay's backstory. They don't show them. No. Do you think Algie and Roy and Troy, like, hang out? Tristan and Tyler is their real names? No. I feel like they must hang out. I don't know. I just, I would love that for them. Um... So Anyways. last is song of the week, and this week so many there were so many good songs. So we're just gonna talk about all the songs we really love this week. Um, I mean, let's just list them out. We've got "I Like Hot" by Dodger. That's the that's in the end credits. Last Artful Dodger. Yeah. I from. Wait, what? Hailing from. What? Portland, Oregon. What are you even talking? The last about? Artful Dodgers Dodger from is from Portland, Oregon. Well, how the fuck would I She's know like that? She's like the only rapper to ever come out of Portland, She's Oregon. She's not a she. I'm talking about the end credits. His yeah. name's Dodger. Last art. That's the last Artful Dodger, who is a female rapper from Portland, oh. Oregon. Well, fuck if I know that. Why would you throw that at me? On because we're from Portland. We're recording. Don't we're from Portland. We have to rep Portland rap. I mean, There's I guess. nothing. There is no Portland rap. I know, but I, I still don't understand what you're saying. So let's continue. What's the next one? Uh, What's the next song? Well, oh. we already mentioned Only Have Eyes run For You by away, The Flamingos. Run away, run away, but after that... Run away. What's that one? It's the one with a sample that you thought was like a bit oh, of the one. an old song. Okay, so there is a Wait, really... you couldn't tell what my singing voice? I could not tell what you were singing. <laughs> There's a really great song when they're at the Halloween party. Um, it's got like this great synthy beat. Yeah, it's good. Um, and I recognized the beat from a song by the artist Home, who's kind of like vapor wavy, synth, synth wavy. And I thought this was a new artist sampling Home. Huh. But I looked into it, and this is an 80s song, 1984. It sounds like an 80s From song. Bronski Beat, who are a gay group from England all the members were gay, and lots of their songs were about, like, gay rights issues. The song is called That's Small dope. Town Boy, and this is a sick song. It's the so good. The beat is so good. 
it's also this, a really long song. I don't know if you've ever listened to it like in its entirety, but I it's have. like a seven minute song. It's great to run to. Yeah. So <laughs> the it's uh that kind of plays in as well to like everything going on deep on Euphoria. Yes. Like the poet that McKay is like running to is like this like yep. important gay figure. Like mm-hmm. this song is by like an important like gay band from England. That's really like, cool. This type of stuff is like what I mean when it's like Super they're very detailed. particular about their choices. Yeah. And it plays in the party plays music's well. great too. Everything they listen to at great the Halloween song. party is so good. And we'll we'll plug all of these in our normal superlative post because the music yes. we couldn't even pick one. There were like ten songs yeah. we like loved. Um, another great one is when Cassie and Daniel are dancing in slow motion. There's a song what? playing called just me and you by the dreamliners who were like a short-lived like girl group from the 60s cool great song never heard that before it's very like dreamy it's it's very 50s sounding i love it it's great it's really good what else you got i mean i'm just gonna plug the rest because i don't know the titles of the ones i love but i love the party scene songs they're also great a lot of them are like more modern because it's more like hype hip-hop but like Mm -hmm. i'll I'll post them all because honestly like i've drank way too much vodka so i i I can't tell you like yeah (laughs) i think the only other one that i thought was noteworthy was i really liked them using uh inside looking out by the animals when cassie and daniel are going upstairs to get it on so i wasn't paying attention because daniel was such a fucking asshole but I didn't really hear yeah. the song. It's a great song. I love the animals. It's very. It's... I love the animals. That makes it sound like, I like I love animals. You would never. That song would never be playing at this party. But it's great that it is. It's yeah. like chaotic. 60s, but Euphoria does like, a good job of mixing. Rock. They mix like the modern, like, mm-hmm. the, and not even shitty, like the modern good stuff that you want to hear in your partying, but also like. True. Yeah, they mix and match. I love it. Yeah, I love those it. are those are the highlights for me. Lots of good music in this episode, but those were my faves. Can we also recognize that Meatball stayed asleep this entire time and was such a good boy? Shout out, Meatball. Oh, he's dreaming right now. Well, anyways, I can't believe we recorded our first episode on my shitty Mac. (laughs) Not even on a good camera, but, like, who cares? The sound quality of this podcast is probably god-awful, but, like, you should probably just watch it on YouTube. Obviously still listen. excuse the audio quality. Yeah, just excuse it. My jacket's annoying as shit, and, like, I was moving around a lot, and, like, I hit the mic a couple times, meatball got up, like, it, it happens. This is what happens when you are a podcaster, and you push through. But anyways... This was so fun. It was great. We are definitely going to do this again. Um, We are just so excited. We love the feedback we're getting. Please keep listening. We will link everything below on our YouTube. Just follow, subscribe, like, comment, DM us. Tell us your feelings, your thoughts. Vent to us. Tell us about how much you hate meat. Tell us if you've ever eaten mac and mash. Like, I just, I want to know everything. Is the broccoli a great dish? Is the garlic broccoli a great dish at the Cheesecake Factory? I don't know. Let us know. I, do you have anything else? Like I, I'm just like so excited. No. Stay spooky. You know? Yeah, stay spooky. Stay euphoric. And you know what? Let's have our last sip. I'm actually on empty, so I'm gonna pretend to take a sip because it's bad luck to not. I have one left. Oh my god, you're so lucky. You're blessed. Cheers. That's so That's euphoric. So euphoric. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Well, we won't see you, but you'll hear us. Maybe you'll see us. Who knows? We love you. <laughs> <laughs>